why aren't you selling your business to the government? At Flourish Media Co. has a free government contract guide for you to download so you can start doing business where the money resides. And sis, if you're a minority woman, you are doubly qualified for minority status. The federal government buys everything. They don't make anything. They spend trillions of dollars per year, $20 billion per day. And the government is looking for small businesses like yours to purchase from. At Flourish Media Co. is woman-owned, minority-owned, and located in a hub zone. The Flourish Media team is trying to put you on game. 23% of all government contracts are set aside for businesses like ours. Listen, make sure you follow at Flourish Media Co. and get the guide. And for a limited time, you can also get a one-time government contracting advisory call for $250. The government is going to buy from someone. Why can't that someone be you? This is Girl Stop Playing, a weekly show that empowers black women to stop playing with their potential so they can live a life that they love. I'm Coriel, your favorite homegirl, and I'm on a mission to help black women make the money and get the honey. You can have it all as long as you're willing to work. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Stop Playing podcast. It's your favorite homegirl, Coriel, here to encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. You already know I'm bringing you the information and the conversations to help you make the money and get the honey. You can have it all as long as you are willing to work. And today I get to introduce y'all to a working woman who's making the money. She got the honey. She's living her mommy life. And she is like a really good friend. And I need to find out like how she does it all. We got Sybil in the building. Do a little body roll. Do a little ew, ew. Ew. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl. So let me tell y'all how we even ended up here, okay? So Sybil and I had the honor Mm -hmm. of being featured on Couch Conversations, the Black Love series. We were on the couch together. Mm -hmm. Found out you were a fellow podcaster. Mm -hmm. Didn't even realize that I was familiar with your podcast. I know, you either. I know. And here we are. Well, we got all the same friends, but we didn't know we had all the same friends. So we must be people. Right? Hey, people. We must be good people. Good people seem to find each other. So I was intrigued, and I think I told you this when I I met you with not necessarily intrigued by the conversation around friendship, but mm-hmm. for you to start an entire platform yeah. dedicated to friendships, you have to be a good friend. So what was the theoretically in theory, what was the, what was the mission though? Like what made you say, okay, I'm yeah. gonna start a podcast and it's going to be about friendship. So the deal was this at the time that we started the podcast was 2015. And first of all, let me back up. Let me thank you for having me. On such an illustrious platform. (laughs) I am so grateful to be here with you today. I really am. You know I am. And I was equally like, hey, girl. I feel like we're lunch buddies and we don't even know it. But but that was the thing. Um, It was 2015. And I was in the middle of living between New Jersey and San Diego for work that my husband and I were doing with the clients. So we're back and forth between New York and, uh, excuse me, New Jersey and San Diego. Two toddlers. I had a two-year-old and a four-year-old. We were, you know, in. I feel like we were in a shuffle of trying to figure out how to be good at everything, right? I was like, first of all, I got toddlers. Like, that's a chokehold. Then I got a husband. That's another choke. Like, I just felt like everything was choking. But I felt like in friendship, I was like, am I sucking at this? I can't really tell. But one of the things that I knew was that my friends weren't. I was like, whenever I get back to New Jersey, they let me land. 
They don't judge me for being away, for not texting for a month, or for trying to figure out like how when to call them back, calling them the wrong time zone, like being inappropriate. They were always so supportive and receptive, and I wanted to celebrate that um, in a way that felt good. That hold that that was on one side of my brain. On the other side of my brain was I had mentees that I used to mentor in my office hours in my office in New York. And that got wiped out when my life got very busy. And I felt so much guilt for not being available to like drop the stuff that they needed in their ears. And so um, I was on the phone with another girlfriend and I said, hey, this is a challenge I'm facing. I don't have enough time to do the mentorship that I want to do, but I want to make sure like I'm not dropping the ball on this because it's important. And she was in the same uh, space where she was like me too. I said, you know what? I listen to podcasts all the time. I had been listening to podcasts for probably a year and a half at that time. Um, during my travel, I found them on the phone randomly, didn't know what it was, but all I knew was like these lectures from white men about Mm -hmm. business. And I was intrigued by it. I'm like, this is dope. And I'm like, there's, I don't hear a sister in this thing, but it's still good content. So when she and I talked about it, I said, I kind of want to, you know, like start a podcast. She was like, I'm down. I listen to podcasts too. I said, all right, let's do it. So when we started the podcast, we didn't know what we were doing, but it happened that a client that I was working with was being um, pitched by Apple to start a podcast, a white male, Mm. right? And so I had the data on how to start a podcast. So I just took that information on how to start a podcast, and I realized there was no barrier to entry. We sat down, um, got all the content together. What are the questions that everyone's asking? What are the things that are missing? What are things that we wish we knew? And we decided that um, we would center it around giving like life hacks for women that made made their life simple, and that it would be centered around friendship because that was the fixture in your friendship. Everything's almost good, right? Your life can be crumbling at work. Your life can be crumbling in your marriage or your relationship or your family life. You know, with your parents, your siblings, whatever. But in your friendship. You expect things to be mostly good, mm-hmm. like 90% legit solid. And so we wanted that to be, um, in my head, I felt like that's a space where you're safe. That's a space where you can ask anything, not get judged. You don't have to be on. Mm-hmm. You can just be. And so the power of that is something that I experienced perf- uh, personally and something that I wanted to generate more of. So the idea was friendship was the centerpiece. If you can get that friendship down with yourself, you're good. Then if you if you get that friendship with yourself and you display that outwardly to other people, like your life is supercharged. And that was sort of the the catalyst for the name and the brand and why friendship because your life is no good without it. So I think I told you that I might be a terrible friend. I think we talked about and this a little believe, bit. I don't see how. <sighs> Well, so, okay, y'all know, like, I, I, this is no secret, I have mommy issues. Yeah, yeah. It's no secret, I have mommy issues, I have sister issues. Okay. And so, through therapy, I have learned and am learning that having trust issues with the women closest to you, being your mom and your sister, that translates into friendships. Luckily, I had a, I have a really great relationship with my dad, so it didn't mm-hmm. translate into romantic relationships. But relationships with women have always been tricky for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I see these great examples of friendships, or even sisters online, or yeah. in movies and things, and I, not that I'm well, yeah, maybe a little jealous. Like, man, I, ha- I have a lot of surface level friendships. Mm-hmm. And so when I think 
you know, over my life and when I look at my parents and the lack of friendships in their life, mm-hmm. um, all of this, you know, with my adult mind is just coming together to paint a perfect picture of why I might be a terrible friend. Mm. So I don't say that lightly. You know, yeah. I really and I'm serious about it, but it's yeah. something that I am um, recognizing as I'm, you know, growing and evolving in, in, in therapy and desiring. Yeah. And so I'm like, I know that I'm not the only terrible friend because I have these conversations yeah. with other women. So what? Do, how do we redirect it? Like, am I too far gone, Sybil? No, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely not. You crack me up. You're not too far gone. And remember, in 2015, and even now, we're in 2023, and I moved, right? I mm-hmm, moved two mm-hmm. years ago to L.A. from the East Coast. I know I've sucked that friendship over the past few years. I know it's been hard for me because I've been trying to decide how to live between places, how to let new people in mm-hmm. without giving up space to my my OGs, like my my day ones, my greatest girlfriends, right? So I've been suffering with like, how do I make the, how do I expand the space and keep the quality the same? Mm. Like I want to still be great, but you but I, without spreading myself too thin. And and so that's a reality. But I don't. I think that you're probably expecting too much of yourself in friendship. Like, probably, I, think, I probably have an unrealistic. I have an expectation of what I think friendship is supposed to be, and if I'm not living up to that, then I think I'm a terrible friend. And 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 that's hard on you mm-hmm. because you set the bar too high for you to even reach. Like for me, friendship is simple. I just I've decided probably five years ago I want to be enjoyed in my relationships. I want to be in friendship where I can get challenged. You can check me on things. But for the most part, you enjoy me. Like, you actually like me. You like this and, version. You're yeah. not going to challenge this. Hello? Yeah. And you're cool with my pivots and my shifts. And you're okay with me evolving without you judging or questioning my like my character. Right? And I think sometimes we get caught up in this checklist in friendship of, you know, are you loyal? Are you down? Thick and, thick and thin is a lot of life. Like, mm-hmm. that's a whole. How about can we have coffee? Can we do it again? Can we laugh when we're at coffee? Can I whisper something funny? Can I be petty and you still like know that I'm a good person? Right. Can we talk about vision? Things like that. Can can it be light? And then we go. Can we layer it with deep moments? But it doesn't have to be. Can we just go deep diving like Mm. off top? And then we friends for life. We get in tats. Like that's the thing that people tend to want to work or they want to get there so fast Mm -hmm. because I do feel like social media has made us want to expedite the process on everything. Mm -hmm. So we're all trying to get to these pictures where we make it out the group chat and everybody's pushing their luggage. Right. (laughs) Or we're like, you know, going to fashion week and doing all the things. And, but, and those come in the right season, Mm -hmm. but I think we forget about the progressive realization of something that's worthy. And I think too, because that is the vision, it's like, so close and so deep Yeah. to me in my mind I'm like oh I'm just gonna go the other way because it's gonna take so long to even get to that point so I might as well just go this direction do you think there are like friend categories like maybe I'm just a surface level friend no that's not true I disagree with that and the reason why I disagree with that because friendship is just a category of relationship Mm -hmm. and you have a husband I do that you are look at that look at that a whole husband Oh, oh, husband. Hey, husband. And that's deep. That's deep. That's what you're about to say. You're about to go. It's deep. That's deep. And you and you dove into it and you're putting in the work to sustain that deep relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's in you. The same criteria that it takes to sustain a marriage, like the quality of relationship and time, that's the same thing that you're planting in the friendships. You just have to let go of the idea that what happened to you in your other relationships 
has to happen in these. Mm. That's not the truth. Like you literally can chart a new path. And if that weren't the case, you wouldn't have gotten married. Because okay, historically okay, speaking, okay, okay. you would have been like, shoot, these jokers out here in these streets do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But your husband qualified for a deeper level of relationship. So you just got to have qualifiers. And you have to know that, that the same qualifiers that you have for a relationship, you also have within you to give to other people. Mm-hmm. You're not surface level. You just got to let people get beneath the surface to enjoy your qualifiers. Okay, we working on it. That's all. I'm sorry I put you in a position to be like my therapist. Girl, you're not. My, friend, no my friendship therapist. Yeah, listen, <laughs> I'm just somebody that believes therapy in right it. Here. But I believe in it and I believe in you and I've seen how you navigate relationships. So I'm like, if you can have a spouse that you enjoy, like that you want to be with. All hope is not lost. All hope is not lost. <sighs> okay. I'm going to check yeah. back in. I'm going to go get some friends. I think, too, though, I'm I'm so not a fake, phony person. That's another thing, too, that it's like I don't want fake friends. You know, like I don't want to pretend to be friends. I'd rather rather not have friends than have friends that I'm pretending with. So that's another thing, too. I'm working on it, though. But this is the catch of that. For me, friendship happens so deeply offline, right? It's kind of weird because... You don't even know how many friend moments I have that I just don't share. And I don't share them sometimes because I think they're so precious that I'm like, oh, y'all don't deserve to even to see have this. this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'll put everybody else's friendship on display, but mine, I'm like, no, this is close to the vest because these are special. But I realize more and more that people are hungry to see authentic relationships. And when I tell you, like, how many chapters through of life I've traveled through with friends when I was great, like when my father was passing in 2020 and I didn't have muscle to pack my house and I come over and my girls are packing my house for me. I didn't ask them. I don't even know when they planned it. I wasn't on that group chat. So I was like, first of all, y'all got a separate group text without me. Okay. Noted. But then, and it's good things happening on it, but still I was like, how powerful is that? That they were able to catch all my blind spots. Mm -hmm. Don't you want that kind of love? Yes. Yeah, but then you just have you have to put yourself. That in sounds position. amazing. That someone is thinking of you, yes, it because is. that's that's it how, is. that's what I get from my husband. Yeah. So to, so to think of having an extended family, Absolutely. That is that deep. That is like yes, I would love to have that. Forgive. Mm. You gotta forgive. You gotta forgive. You gotta forgive the people who made the mistakes that they didn't even know were mistakes. They made habits out of mistakes, and you have to forgive them for that, because that's 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 facts. They didn't even know. In my logical brain, this, y'all, I'm sorry, y'all have came to my therapy session. In my logical brain, it's like I know y'all didn't know any better. Yeah. Y'all didn't have friends yourself, so you didn't even know how to be a friend. Like I know that logically. Yeah. But then in the the reality of it, it's still something is like mm, nah. No, thanks. Because you're going to be practicing it all throughout your life. You're going to be practicing forgiveness. But I'm going to tell you straight up, because I'm looking at my mother who is turning, I can't say she would kill me if I, never mind. My mother's turning (laughs) 22 this year. (laughs) Uh, But when my father passed, her girlfriends, like my mom was married to my dad for 53 years before he passed. Mm -hmm. And she's in this stage of her life where she's living solo now. And I can't get her on the phone because her girlfriends carry her. Let's go out. They just went to go see Diana Ross. They just, they travel, they hang out, they eat lunch, they do Bible study. They do all these things together. And there's actual data that shows that women who have friendships live longer. They make it through more disease, right? 
There's more healing properties to relationship. And here's why. Because remember, friendship is 90% all good, right? But in your marriage, things could be 75% sucky. <laughs> and that can be cancer to your body. That can be stress. That can increase high blood pressure. But friends are supposed to be a place where, where the issues dissolve a bit, right? They dissipate. Like there's less. And the quality of relationship is supposed to be supreme. So that's why you want to make sure you're investing in that relationships, that that uh, channel of relationship, because as you start journeying through different facets of life, there's so many questions that I ask that I love my husband for. I love him, but he can't answer them like my girlfriends can because he ain't a woman. He just doesn't even understand mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And there are times when I'm like, I'm about to go in that room and bat, bat, bat. And my friends pull me back like, girl, stop, pause. Are you seriously going to argue over something so small? You know what I mean? Like they're there to reinforce my values to Mm, me. mm -hmm. And when I'm scared or I need to go have a mammogram or something, I got somebody to go with me to have that mammogram moment. And we celebrate and we and we make it something special. So there's so much endearment there. And I mean, in terms of quality of life, literally no lie. Every doctor will tell you quality of life is improved by your friendships. Mm. Not by your spouse, not by your mama, your sister, all these people that that tend to extract value from the person that you become, but your friendships. And again, when I look at my mother, and now my father has been deceased for three years, my mother still has quality relationships that are carrying her, so she's not without. So we think about it, how you live your life will be measured by like how you invest in these friendships. You just made such a good point. I'm really going to get my shit together because... Put you on friendship.com and seriously, get your profile. Get, seriously. <laughs> and I have good friends, but I think yeah. because of my trauma, I'm an in-and-out friend. Got I don't it. give too much because yeah. I got trust issues. So yeah. I, so, but I am going to commit yeah. to doing better because I think... I don't know how you feel about Kevin Sanders, but may he rest in peace. One of the things that he always preached was like, you don't want to die alone, right? You don't want to And he was talking about in reference to a man. Yeah. But to your point, the friendships that you have are going to be just as much, if not as, you know, more important than making sure that you have a spouse. It's like, let's make sure we have a whole village, like a whole support team versus just this one person because we know that everybody's not going to live forever. And so we think about, you know, we're, we're pressuring black women to to get married so they don't die alone. But are we talking about the value and importance of friendships? Not enough. Are we talking about interpersonal relationships outside of just romantic relationships? Right. Like we never, that's another reason why I'm right. so intrigued by you and how you've dedicated your life to this concept of friendships yeah. because it's we don't talk about it. Well, it's because I believe in it because it saved me. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was 21 and near suicide, it saved me. Like, Mm -hmm. it gave me life. It gave me hope. It gave me breath. It gave me connection. I started to believe in in myself and other women again. Like, through people, through women saying, this is not going to be your whole story. Like, real friends, really great girlfriends, true friends will help you to experience the best parts of your story. They're not going to let you stop right here. They're going to make that investment because they see you for who you really are, not what you're experiencing in the moment. But And you can be on a peak right now, but they're like, girl, there's a whole nother cloud for you. And we're going to help get you there, right? Mm. That's what really, really great friendship will do, can do. My great girlfriends are executives at their companies, and they volunteer at my conferences stuffing bags like interns. And I come in and I'm I like, I cry crocodile tears like 
these women have no ego when it comes to friendship. And I'm like, because Sybil, friendship doesn't have an ego. It shouldn't have an ego. So bad friendships. Horrible. Horrible friendships. Dirty. How do you, I'm assuming you've had yeah. some terrible friendships. Girl. How do you trust again? How do you yeah. not let like a betrayal stop you from still growing and exploring friendships with new people? Because it's real time, right? Like I'm experiencing something even this month where I had to say, you are not my source. Mm. You are not my definition of friendship. In fact, you are obviously my definition of bad friendship. <laughs> You're not my source. So you don't get to continue to funnel all of these bad experiences or this narrative into my life. Mm. It stops here. It stops here. And I just have to put an end to it. I have to put a complete stop to it. And I have to realize that every single one of us, myself included, we're human and we make a ton of mistakes. Ton of mistakes. So if I can forgive you for your mistake, or if I can forgive myself for my mistakes, I can forgive you for your mistakes. Now, if you can't forgive yourself and you operate in that spirit of guilt and betrayal and denial and rejection, all those things, then you've disqualified yourself from the next stage of our friendship. Right. Because at that point, we can't heal because you're still caught up in the unforgiveness of said scenario. So how do you know when enough is enough? Like, how do you know when to cut off a friend when maybe this has become toxic or because there's this whole narrative that, you know, women give so much. um, We give men so much rope to hang themselves, but we will cut a friend off in a heartbeat. So how do you know (laughs) when you're being taken advantage of or, you know, when you truly need to just cut it off and let it go. Yeah. You know, I came across that scenario in 2020 and it was the first time in my adult year. Actually, that's not true. It was the first time in my adult years where I was willing to assess it. I had a scenario prior where I was very clear that that was betrayal. (laughs) I was very clear that this person did not qualify for any space in my inter uh, sphere of influence, connection, relationship. You out of the inner circle. You just got booted because you don't want to be here if you treat me this way. But this person was dear to me And I struggled with releasing her. And the reason why I released her, it's like God gave it to me. And I was like, okay, I'm riding with this. It it just, I came to me in a text. We were having a conflict and she was treating me in a way that I was like, what, this is left field. What in the world is happening? And I gave her outs. I said, are you having a bad day? Are you ill? Somebody hit you in your head? Are you in a car accident? What's going on? Something's happening because you're tripping, right? And she couldn't take it. She wasn't willing. She was ready to box. I said, listen, you and I don't agree on how I should be treated. And it was like, it was like a brick in my heart that landed. Like, that's that's the new standard. How should I I know how I should be treated? I'm very clear on how I should be treated. I deserve dignity. I de- I deserve respect, forgiveness, love, connection. You can laugh at me. Good friends will laugh at each other and keep it moving. I did. I deserve those things. And you're punching me and condemning me and judging me and being critical of me. And you're not forgiving me. You're holding me to something that I don't even really have clarity on. So you, you com- you're creating chaos and division in my life. We don't agree on how I should be treated. So let me let you go. Mm. Once I got that line, I spread like wildfire. I was like, oh, in Target. You don't agree how I should be treated. <laughs> You don't agree on how I should be treated. Honey, you don't agree. I was telling everybody, you don't agree. We don't agree on how I should be treated. Therefore, you got to go. I ain't going. You going. 
because I have a standard for how I should be treated mm-hmm. and I'm not willing to compromise on it. Now, if I make a mistake, I'm willing to say, you know what? That's my bad. I didn't do that right. I should have done better. And I understand if you don't have space for me right now, but hopefully we can regroup on on being friends again. But that's my bad. I should have done better right there. So in those moments where, because we're human, life be life in, and things will come up. We will be going through things that maybe even our best of friends we haven't shared that with. How do you, what's your advice for the strong friend? Like, how do you navigate that space? Because it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of stress. What What do you do when you are naturally the strong friend in the group? Yeah. I think sometimes I fall into that category. So this is a perfect question for me because people are like, you great girlfriends. So you know, supposed everything. To know everything. Have I it all together. I get punched in the gut too. I get betrayed. I get let down. I get judged. I get criticized. I All the things mm. happen to me just like they happen to everyone else. And what I've told myself is if I stick to my standard, I'm going to always win. If I stick to my standard and my standard is my, my purpose in relationship is to deposit love and light. That's my purpose. I'm very clear on who I want to be to my friends. Right. I know that I'm be real human in between that, but that's my highest positive intent. And if you make space for me to reach my highest positive intent relationship, then we can always have something. Right. If you understand Sybil's going to make mistakes, but her best intention is here. Save some hope for me to be there. Right. Don't save. Don't always relinquish me to being the worst of who I am. Save hope for me to get to my highest space and work with me while I'm in that in between. So I was I tell women all the time the things that I go through, which is that I'm cool with my imperfections. And I think we need to be cool with being. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions. Same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Perfect. Mm -hmm. The strong friend is imperfect, too. So when the strong friend got weakness, like, cover her. That part. Don't, don't slap her. And you don't and don't always put her on such a pedestal that she feels twice as bad when she falls down. Or, you know, she can't mess up because she's supposed to hold everybody down. Catch her it's fall. A hard, it's a hard place to be. It's a hard place to be. Give her space. When, she's, when she falls, she will catch her fall. I got to a place where I needed tenderness. Mm-hmm. I had never really felt like I needed tenderness in my relationships until 2020. When my father passed, the world shattered for me. And I was like, I am literally five again, and I need to be tender. So I made it very clear. I did not hide any of my pain anytime. In my friendships, I would tell them, I'm real tender right now. And so I think I felt like they tiptoed for a while, and I was okay with that. 
the strong part of me never wanted people to have to tiptoe around me. Mm-hmm. But if you got to tiptoe so that I can heal, go ahead and tiptoe. Text me when you got your, your you know, when we can have a clear conversation or when you, we're ready to, when you're ready to let me be tender. So tenderness was something that I really decided was a part of like my persona. I was like, actually, I like being tender. So what does that look like? Because another, um, another, I guess, life be life and type of thing is yeah. like, your friends are going to go through things. We're yeah. going to stumble. We're going to fumble. We're going to go through heartbreak. We're going to go through health issues. We're going to we're gonna go through things. Right. I am very awkward yeah. in those moments. Mm-hmm. And I am very aware of my awkwardness. I think my friends are aware of my awkwardness yeah. as well. But I don't want to always be awkward. I'm a grown-ass woman. I got to figure out how to navigate tough conversations, yeah. uncomfortable situations, and how to still be there for people. So in that mm-hmm. moment when you were really going through something, you were able to identify, okay, this is what I need, and you could communicate yeah. that this is what you need. What is your advice for maybe dealing with someone who they don't know what they need, you don't yeah. know what they need, you know they need something, you're trying to be there, but you don't want to make it worse, you don't want to be yep. weird, you don't want to bring it up again, you know, yep. like that. Girl. S- whether it's grief or, I mean, it's just so. Cancel culture. A lot. Hatred. You almost got canceled. No, I'm not me. Okay. I, okay. I, yeah. Okay. Got you. Okay. I hope y'all, y'all better not try no, to. I'm gonna be, how you going to come and try to cancel that me? Part. But anyway. The friendship no, but, lady. You can't cancel. You can't cancel lady. me. I don't get canceled. But no, but I, you know, but people, you have people have a public profile and they go through things and there's a lot of shame that comes with that. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of rejection. And so I've gotten to a space and I would tell any woman that's going through that space to be able to say, you know, I don't know. We think we always have to have the perfect answer, the perfect text, the perfect caption, the perfect profile, the perfect filter, the perfect light. I don't know. I don't know. Coriel, I want to hug you. I don't even know if you want to hug right now. You know, like, I understand that you experienced something. I don't know what to say except I love you. You might need space. Or, you know, ask the big question, what does support look for, look like for you right now? Somebody asked me that, and I said, God, dog, that's about the best question. Like, I actually don't. But Let me the, think about yeah, this. But if I tell you this answer, you better be giving me that three part. off of my list. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, but honestly saying, like, I don't know. I don't know. Not and expecting okay, to have all the answers. Don't have all the answers. And I'll update you when I get the updates. I'll update you. I have a friend that was going through something real time just this week. And I didn't know what to say to her. I want, it was so many texts I thought in my mind. I was like, that's coming too heavy. She ain't gonna want to hear that. She probably got, I don't, I, I, like I overthought it to the point where we got on the phone and I told her, I said, I am sorry that you're going through this. That's all I had for her. I wanted to text you and I didn't know what to say. And I'm even sorry about that. What do you need? Because mm-hmm. I didn't even have good words. And I, like, I got words. I got words. But I, I was speechless at her experience and I was hurting and I felt paralysis and she was good. And so even when I've gone through things and people have been like, how do you feel? And I'm like, I don't have words for it, but pain or hurt or rejected, you know, and I think it's okay for us to not have all the answers, not be very clear and just say, I have space for you. I'm holding space. If you ever need to talk, I, I'm holding space for you because there have been times where I'm going through something. I'll call a friend and we just sit on the phone and they're just like, girl, I'm like, you know, just sitting there holding space. That's it. And that's healing. Just knowing I got you. I got you. I got you. When it feels like nobody got me, like just, just holding space or even just a heart text. It doesn't have to be 
the hero text. You ain't got to save anybody. You just want to deposit, make a deposit of a, of love in some form, you know. And I feel like we forget that that stuff matters too. We always want to do the big things. Don't send. You don't need to send me any big gift if you are talking behind my back. That part. Hating on me. Please, please. I like your gift, and I'm gonna probably keep it. But I also prefer, in addition to your gift, that you show me some real tangible love that I can live on. You know what I mean? Because that's the stuff that we eat off of. What would you say are some lessons about friendship that you want your daughter specifically to learn? And not because you told her, but because she sees you in action. Mm. I want her to like ride for women, for to love us specifically. Love, like, be so in love with being a black woman that she just, she just, she's so anchored in it that she doesn't have to think twice about it. She just fully embodies it. So when she enters rooms, she's always a friend to the black woman in the room and other women. But I always want to make sure she is anchored. It's in only this black first. women watching this show, so <laughs> you good. But you know, I want her to know that first. Like I want her to, and to be a friend to us when she sees us. Unapologetically. Unapologetically. And be willing to like fix her sister's crown and get her crown fixed too. Be open. When somebody comes to fix your crown, don't get defensive. Be like, thanks, sis, and receive it. Like I want her to have that. And I want her to always have us and our legacy in her mind, like how she considers decisions in her career. Is Mm -hmm. she representing us? Is she making space for us? Is she endearing to us as if she's a writer? Is she projecting us and giving us positive narratives? I want her to have that be a friend in her in the way she exhibits black woman culture. Mm -hmm. That's what I want for her. I love you that. You know what I'm saying? I think that you are an example. Like, she's she's so. seeing that. Yeah. She's, it's not just something she's going to hear about. Like, she's able to witness it and learn it in real time. So I don't think she has a choice. I want her to be, like, I want her to just love it and just be like, when she sees, you know, when she sees another sister, I want that, like, parade. That I want it just, I want her her blood, the blood in her veins just pump. Like, just this invigorating yeah Yeah. that pride and i want her eyes to twitch and dance when she sees us like you know see somebody in in target whatever brand she is she's just like hey girl you don't have to know her to just love on her yeah Yeah. how the hell are you a good friend with these kids and his husband like how do you have time how do you have time i must know seriously because you talk on the phone to people you're keeping up with people how? Yeah, I don't know. You know what it is? Like, it's only my portion, too, because I promise you there's a whole gap of places where I'm not. Like, I just do my portion. Like, my portion is this. And I'm I'm not on for hours. Okay. I'm on, like, hey, So do you give yourself, in. like, a time block? I like, do. Like, on Fridays, I'm going to call all my girls I on do. Fridays. Help me. So here's the deal. Because, okay, so big part of me, I move west, mm-hmm. and I start feeling extreme guilt because everyone is three hours ahead. So I started having FOMO. Like, my friends are group texting at 4 a.m. Pacific time. time, And I'm trying to tell myself, don't wake up, don't jump in the text, because it's going to keep me up. So after I drop the kids off at school, or after I come from, you know, the gym, or actually after I do, like, prayer in the morning or whatever, I call one friend. One a day. That's that's my goal. Oh, not the same one, but that's no. like your friend time. I call. Yep, I just I call one a day. If I owe somebody a call back from the day before, I try to call that one a day. Or if it's somebody that I haven't spoken to in a while, I actually in my head will have a list. Like I'm gonna hit this person up tomorrow, and I do one a day in the morning, and I'll do like one in the afternoon or so, and I text in between. Hey, girl, just love you, thinking of you. You good? Aww. Now my text. You text me Tuesday. You might not get a text back till Thursday. 
because I am that far behind on text. I'm guilty. But your friends but, know that about you, and right? They know that. And that's that's one of those those blind spots. And they love me through it. They're like, she's going to text me back in 2050. That's fine. And I will. But in the middle of that, like, I'm just, I do my part. Like, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be everything you need in more than one friend because I can't. I'm just trying to be my portion. That part. That's it. My do you portion. have friends like that that wanted more of Absolutely. you than you could? handle yep and i have to like safely create distance because i do know that i'm capable of letting you down and my emotional intelligence tells me the best part of me for you is gonna be real far apart mm-hmm. it ain't gonna be up close because you you, you want be, more you gonna be mad at me you're gonna be <laughs> you're gonna mad at me, me so let's just you're gonna hate me and you're gonna think i'm not who i am you're gonna think i'm a fake version of the great girlfriends i'm not a fake version i'm my version do you feel you pressure know? to be like the greatest girlfriend i used to I used to. Not anymore. Like, probably years one through five, I felt like I had to continually put that criteria on display. And then... Like, I really am a great girlfriend. Yeah, like, yeah, like, I can do this. It, this is how... Because I would get lots of friendship questions, and I'm like, that I'm asking that same question. And so people would be like, but wait, don't I don't have all the... Wait, oh, y'all thought I had all the answers. So I started having more conversations about being human. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I'm, I'm asking questions, too. I don't know. We figuring this out together. I just fell on my head and said something dumb to my friends. And people would go, you? Yes. I'm just as slow sometimes in friendship as the next person. That's what disarms people, though, because it's, yeah. I don't have it all together. I'm no. learning this is not a destination. It is a journey. a journey. Yes, and y'all are just a witness to my journey. You're a witness to my journey, and I'm real honest with the fact that I don't know what I'm doing all the time. Okay, I need you to be real honest with this question. Okay. So okay. on... Um, Hold on up. Of, I've been honest with all the questions, but go You ahead. have, you have, you have, but this one is a little tricky. This one's a little okay. tricky, okay? Okay, okay. So on um, Dear Auntie last week, Dear Auntie is one of my podcasts yeah. where people write in ask for advice one of the questions a young lady had been friends with someone for i think eight years mm-hmm. the night before the friend's wedding the friend had sex slept with somebody else cheated on a cheated Surprise. on the cheated on the fiance woke up the next day and got married like nothing ever happened the friend who wrote in is all confused she's like i don't know what to do i feel some type of way should i say something should i still be friends with her i don't know what to do me and my co-host had two different opinions. I would like to know your opinion. From the friendship expert, Girl. what would you do? Ooh, 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 that's tricky. Tricky, right? She didn't find out until they got married. They were together. So we're friends. So, uh-huh. You're getting married tomorrow. We're yeah. hanging out, and you go and sleep with somebody tonight. And then tomorrow we just wake up, put our dresses on, and have the wedding. So you knew. She knew yeah. that night. Mm-hmm. But it's eating her up inside. She said, like, it's been killing me. I don't know what to do. Should I do anything? Am I tripping? Should I feel some type of way? Should I care? Okay. That's so tricky. I don't condone what she did. Mm-hmm. Not 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 the friend, the, the bride. The mm-hmm. bride is out of order, out of pocket. In my eyes. Now mm-hmm. again, I don't know that bride's relationship with her groom. Right. They may have had a they may have had some type of code that said Well, hey, she said cheated. She did say she cheated okay, on she the. Cheated. Um, she yeah. cheated. Yeah. That's you so tried tricky. to clean it up. That was real nice <laughs> what you did. Like, that was real nice. Maybe they said no. you got like a cheat night and y'all go do what y'all no. do. Okay. So that's not the case. So in my version of friendship, what do I do? Mm-hmm. One, I'm going to the friend mm-hmm. and I'm saying, you know, I ain't with that. You know, I ain't. And, and I probably would have done it the night before. I would have been freaking out like, 
girl, I can't be in this wedding tomorrow. That's first. I probably wouldn't have been in the wedding because I would have been like, I gotta, I have to withdraw myself because I'm not with this version of whatever's showing up on the altar. That's not, I'm not down with it. And I would have told the friend that she needs to communicate it with her groom, but that's their relationship. So for me, I'm going to go to the friend, share with the friend, hey, I'm not with it. What you did, like, that wasn't cool for you. That wasn't cool for y'all. You deserve better than that. Y'all, sh- y'all should be doing, you should be doing better. And I'm going to withdraw myself from the wedding without explanation to anyone. I'm just going to withdraw. The friend knows. She's going to have to work that conversation out. But I'm not going to co-sign on that because I'm not going to send them into their marriage with that kind of uh, deception on my, on my head, you know, in my mm-hmm. heart. So I would probably stop at the friend. And the reason why is because I'm accountable to the friend. And the friend is accountable to the marriage, mm-hmm. right? If I were friends to the relationship, I, I probably would still do the same thing. It's so tricky because I wouldn't, out of respect for her, she has to have space to navigate how she communicates with her spouse or her mm-hmm. her groom. But at the same time, I don't want to get deeply embedded in people's mess, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, and and that's her story to live out with him. I just know I can't co-sign on any bad behavior that's going to fall back on me and also not going to give you, and, and if that's how she moves, she's going to put her in more precarious situations where she got to decide how she feels. It's too much for me, and that's my way out, and I'm out. What did you say? I don't even know. Like, I'm like I, Listen, so my co-host is like, I mean, I don't really know how that affects my, you know, our friendship. I mean, I, I don't, it's sketchy, and I'm like, girl, I'm not. I can't be friends with you no more. I can't yeah. trust you. Your morals are trash. You stupid for doing this in front of other people. Like people know about yeah. it. You don't even care enough it's to reckless. care that people. Right? You're reckless, mm-hmm. and I got a husband, and you can't mm-hmm. come over my house. So those. Yeah. That's where my mind would be going. Like yeah. I, you don't even honor this man that you just that you're gonna marry. Did you tell him. No, no, I wouldn't tell. Yeah. I, no, I, th- now that is where I draw the line. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, now that is where I draw the line. I'm not gonna tell your business, but right, right. I can't be friends with you. I'd be no like, more. and you need to tell him. You need to tell him, and then I'd be like, okay, I'm out. I'm yeah, out. but that's on you. But I'm, I'm not gonna out. know if you tell him or not. I'm, I'm gonna mind my business but in I'm that go, sense. I'm but, your life but you at this can't point. exactly. Yeah. You just somebody I used to know because nope. you can't bring that to my house. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, okay. I was just wondering Mm-mm. if I was tripping. Mm-mm. Cause it's crazy because it all it, bad behavior. You co-sign on it once, you're going to be in Costa Rica on a trip and that it's going to happen again. You're going to be in Jamaica and, then, and it's going like... <laughs> and then your husband not going to be mad at me because oh I'm the friend that was down with it. No, I can't be involved. But okay, I just yeah. want to make sure. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. That's a no-go. Because if that's your standard. But now, if but if you're that homegirl, if you're that homegirl that gets down with the get down, then you got to know it's going to come back on you eventually. And there are people that are, that are like that. They're like, this is what we do. This is how we roll. If that's y'all's thing, just know it's going to come back to bite you. It, it always is. does. It and that's not my thing. And it's not healthy. It's toxic. And and I think, it always comes back. too, having a standard for yourself. And I yeah. get that, you know, some things that I used to maybe be okay with back yeah. a decade ago, We've evolved. Hopefully we are all maturing and growing. And if you are still okay with doing, you know, those things that are representative, a representation of the versions that we used to be, I don't think that. It's not going to work. Yeah, it's not going to work because we're literally going in two different directions. Is that Mm -hmm. a thing in friendship Mm -hmm. where there may not be a conflict, but we're just, we're not seeing eye to eye. We're just growing apart. Have you experienced this? Absolutely. Like an amicable friend breakup? I I got to a person's 
wedding, I was very good friends with this person. I knew her in one version. And then I we got to her, the week of her wedding, and she didn't do that. But I met all of her, like, her OG friends. And they just got down differently than how I knew her. And I was like, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> this is, so this, this is who you are. Yeah, this is who you are. Because, I mean, when it, when they came in doing X, Y, and Z, I was thinking, she's not about to be a part of that. And she was. And I was like. And she came right in. And you like, well, right in. in. And I was like, well, I got to go. Y'all can go ahead. Again, do what you do. That's your thing. I'm not here to judge you. I am here to create that distance for myself because I'm not down with it. And after her wedding, we had lunch, and I told her, I said, you know, I was really caught by surprise at some of the things that were cool with you during your wedding week. And she was like, you know, we just get together, we have a good time type thing. But they go on trips six times a year, so I'm like, y'all are always out and about. So this is part of your life. She was just hiding it from me. And I and, and I told her, I was like, well, you know, some of that stuff, it's just so old to me. You know, I, I feel like that's taking me back to college and when I was single and didn't have a husband, didn't have the highest standards all the time, you know, I'm working on something different. And so she was like, I get it. So you telling me, you know, we're not, I'm not going to see you as often. I said, absolutely. You know, you're not going to see me as much. That part, but you so cool. Girl. I love you. I'm praying for you. I hope everything I'm is praying okay. for you. And they ended up divorced because all of that stuff was tripping into their marriage. And her husband was like, I didn't know. And I was just like, I ain't know either. And that's the thing too. <laughs> when you, when you do get married, Having to ensure that the people who you have around you are um, advocates, I guess, for Girl. a healthy for a healthy marriage. Not that everybody has to love your spouse, right. but having people who believe in love, having right. people who are advocates for relationships. Right. Because I've had to let go of friends who I don't. I don't feel like people are always jealous of you. But I feel like as single women, we all have this goal, me and my friends at least, to get married. Like, that's yeah. what we all wanted. Mm -hmm. So if one of us gets married before the other one, I'm not going to be mad about that because we're all mm -hmm. working towards this thing. But I do feel like that becomes a thing sometimes when the single friends start dropping off and becoming wives yeah. and then there's some singles still left. And it it puts a hinder on the relationship yeah. sometimes, in my opinion. How do you navigate yeah. single friends being a married woman? Or do you? Yeah. Is that still a thing? No, I do. Because I have. I have a lot of single friends. I have friends that have gone through divorce and are back single again, right? So they evolved in their relationships. I feel like anyone who's a friend to me has to be a friend to my marriage. Got to be a friend of my marriage. You got to be a friend of my kids because those are things that matter to me. So you you don't have to be besties with my husband, but you have to respect his posture and his position in my life, right? And you don't even have to be a friend of marriage per se. You might be a person who hates marriage, don't believe in all this stuff, but you need to show respect to my marriage, my union, which mm -hmm. means have your opinions about things, but don't impose them on the way that I move and how my house lives because that's my that is my um, that's my queendom. Right. That's the space that that's where I have dominion. And I have to always protect that against things, people, anything and anybody. And and you don't get to decide when people become the anything or anybody. Mm. People switch gears all the time. <laughs> so when I mean, there's certain standards, I mean, I have single friends again who are who are just amazingly vibrant, beautiful and gorgeous. But I ask this question all the time with any friend. I'm like. Would I leave my husband alone with this person? 
this is a question I ask. That's married or single. I'm like, if I can leave my husband alone with this person, then you're in a whole separate category of life for me. If my kids can get in the backseat of your car, you are in a whole, you have, you have bypassed. You've reached the You are there. You are all the way there. And I can say safely that I have people that I do. Then I have some that I'm like, you haven't understood. You don't. You still don't understand boundaries with men. I there's no. You're not finna linger, laugh, and slow shoulder my husband. You're not. You're not gonna pat his knee. That's not your knee to pat. Like you, have you have I, have this have these things happened? I just had to reinforce. Have face. you had to? I, I've had to like. Cause you're not Simmel! not my husband. Like you know, and it's and again, I'm now 17 years in the marriage. And so early in the marriage, I had to realize, like, as a wife, you have to let people know. You got to be ready to ride out here because people <laughs> will just, try you with your kids and with your man. They you have will to try let, you. You have to let them know you are not to be played with. And so I've had to just be be very clear about that. Very clear. Very clear. Clear with them. My husband has the right to be the man that he is, and I trust him. But with you doing the extra, the most, I'm going to need you to back that up. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not I'm not in relationship with those people because they couldn't understand the boundary that part and respect like my assignment as a wife, mm. you know. So I have friends again, single ones that get to come over. You come into my house and you're single. I love you deeply and I trust you. Right? Think about that. Oh, I think know. about <laughs> like I've had some like, trifling friends. That's like. Yeah. No, yeah. you can't come back. Yeah. yeah. And it, I mean, and if you're a wife and you don't really love your husband, we got we we're gonna have problems in our conversation, our style. We're not likely to have wife relationship, like friendship very long because that kind of behavior is being reinforced in my life. And I'm mm-hmm. building for the long term and I don't want that planted in me. Exactly. So I'm always like assessing, reassessing, not in necessarily I'm not judging, but I'm taking note of things and as people evolve. You know, as people build new standards, as they start tripping or they start doing more or less of things, I have to decide how close, like what amount of proximity I'm giving. And with your children, your children are babies. Mm -hmm. Like you got littles. When you start to, you know, they start to grow up and you're going to want to expand your village a bit because you need help. Everybody, any woman who has children needs a lot of help Mm -hmm. to support that. But you're still not going to change your standard. Your standard's not going to expand. Your your village will. But it's going to be people... With that meet those requirements. That meet those requirements. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be single friends, divorcees, you know, widows, elders, all types of people. But you're going to have to have your standards in place and be clear about and be discerning. That part. About who qualifies to get proximity. Because mm-hmm. not everybody qualifies. Yeah. Not it's everybody important. meets the standard. I think that's such a, a struggle, though, when... The people who don't meet the standard are your day ones. They're your OG, triple OGs. They're the people who you just are comfortable with. They're the people who sometimes keep you stuck because you are so comfortable with them and because they are a representation of who you used to be and not who you're becoming. So it's tricky. It is tricky. Which is why The Great Girlfriends is such a needed resource. So for the people who have not tuned in, (laughs) y'all going to tune in now, okay? Let them know where they can find it, how they can follow you online, social yes. media, all that good stuff. Aw, thank you so much. Thank you. And, and I promise you, when I tell you your great girlfriends are going to start DMing you. I was going to say, don't invite like, me to the show. I can't come to the oh, show until I get some. The show. Give me some time to get some great girlfriends. You don't, no, 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 no. That's not what we're doing. Okay. First of all, you are a great girlfriend. Thank you. And the women My that. My friends are going to watch this and be like, bitch. Right. 
You was on there talking like, I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all know who y'all the are. The way you talked about us, like yeah, we're not. Yeah, I but, love y'all. but watch what happens. Watch what happens. I'm telling you, you're going to start to look at your relationships differently because you're going to realize that everything that you've been searching for, you already had. Even if it's like two. If it's, oh, I got a strong two. I got two. I got a strong most two. Most of us only have a strong two to three. You just said your group chat like it's 25 ladies no, in this chat. No, we don't have 25 ladies in the How chat. How many good, no. good friends would you say you have? Seriously. Good, like good, good friends? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh, that's tough for me because I'm a gatherer. Is it a five? Is it a 10? Is it a 25? Mm. Come on, because I got two here. I'm just trying to see, like. You can you can go higher. <laughs> so I need to, okay, I need to step my game up. You can go okay. You okay. can have more. Okay. You can have more. I can you stand can have, to grow a little bit. You can grow. Okay. You can grow a lot more. Okay. Like, you can grow like at, at at your birthday party. There you can have like quality quality. I have some great girlfriends. I got sisters. But think about this though. You have to also understand, I am over forty. I'm not that much under forty, so yeah, that's but, not but, that much of an excuse. Thank you. But that's not that much of an excuse. Okay, I've had plenty of time. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm over forty. And I've been refining this for a long okay, okay, time. Okay. I've I gave up, so I'm getting you back gave into. Up. No, I, yeah. so I, I'm like, I've been open because even when I got to L.A., and I'm going to tell you this quick story, and I know we got to go. So I, I have a top five in L.A., and I was talking to one of my top five, and I was telling her how she was one of my top five, and she was like, me? I was like, oh, snap. She didn't even know. She didn't know she was one of my top five. She was like, I'm in the top five? I said, and that's the sad part about it. I haven't even let my top five, like, I haven't given them the amount of love that the top five should have. She didn't even know. But the way I think of her and mm-hmm. want to hang out with her when I have time, she texts me. I'm like, hey, girl. She didn't even know it. So, I, again, I still have to do a lot of work on that, right? But do I have, like, my top five out here? I got a top ten out here. But peop- these are women that are. You got a top 10 just out here. Top 10 out here. Because, because equality relationships travel everywhere you go. So, like, some of my New York friends have moved out here, et cetera. But I'm saying that to say, I have some amazing, I got an amazing sphere of great girlfriends. I really do. I am not thirsty for friendship at all, at all. And it, I can't even put a number on it because I'm like, well, then I got friends in this area. I got friends in entrepreneurship. I got friends from church. I got friends. Like, I have different connection mm-hmm. spaces. And they don't all come together in necessarily one space at one time. Mm-hmm. And there's b- multiple group chats for different things. But they're all amazing. I sound like a pimp right now. No, That's no. Kind of crazy. <laughs> I'm like, got, oh, crap. This purpose over there has got this group. I got these over here. I got my good. bottoms. I got my top. No, but I do. I have. I have really, really great. I like. I'm saturated in it, and so I'm just. I'm telling you that that God is going. That my two. God, God is going to triple your two, and you're going to get on. in trouble for saying you had two when when, when they when, find when out five people I, thinking that they're your. I, two. Had, I have fourteen bridesmaids, and we're going to end with that. So here you Thank go. Thank y'all for <laughs> tuning in to another episode of Girl Stop Playing. We'll talk about that on your show. All right, make sure y'all follow Sybil. Okay, the great girlfriends. I love you so much. Right. Great Thegreatgirlfriends.com. Thegreatgirlfriends.com. And the great girlfriends on Instagram and Sybil underscore Amudi on Instagram. And I do answer my DMs. Come on, she answers her DMs, I but do. not in the bed because we stopped I don't, that. Because we ain't playing those we're not games. Play no with Team Amudi after dark. After dark. <laughs> Check us out on the Black Love app, okay, on Couch Conversations. Yes. Shout out to Cody. It was yes. amazing. We will be here again somehow, yes. some way. When I get. 
my friends together, y'all gonna hear me on an episode of Great Girlfriends. But make sure y'all like, comment, subscribe, leave a review, and I'll see y'all on the next episode. If you enjoyed that episode, make sure you subscribe to the channel so you don't miss out on any upcoming content. And take it a step further and go ahead and join our private community over on Patreon because it comes with some pretty bomb perks, including early and discounted access to our upcoming events, behind the scene exclusives with some of your favorite guests, the opportunity to call in on an upcoming show, the chance to vote on topics and guests for brand new shows, and I'm even giving you unlimited access to my vault of business classes where I'm teaching you everything from Airbnb to developing digital products and everything in between. And you can get access to our Patreon for as little as 5 dollars a month okay get in where you fit in and i'll see you on the inside peace